Welcome to the Kavod Family Podcast. Kavod Family exists for the restoration of families and the transformation of community. Well, welcome. I'm Casey Wilson, your host, and this is... Travis Shook. <laughs> Hello, brother. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm Good, to, man. I'm used to saying morning. It's not morning right now. No, it's not, but it works. I'm still drinking coffee. You can drink that all day, so it feels like morning. It is. We are kicking off a, a brand new podcast. This is the Kavode Family Podcast, and we are hoping that it would encourage, inspire, strengthen, that it would um, not only transform our community where we live here in Franklin, North Carolina, but that it would better the families around us and the cities around us. And so we just want to jump right in and get to know Travis. We're going to do a segment on each one of our board members and let them share a little bit about their heart, who they are, where they come from, what Kavod family means to them, and why they gave their life to this nonprofit. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Right? So Travis, um, fill us in. Who are you, brother? And uh, tell us a little bit about your background, where you come from, your family. Uh, Share with us. How how in depth are you looking for this to be? Are you looking for like a a thirty second overview from when I was born? Like, what do you want? <laughs> no, I definitely don't need to hear that. Uh, just go back maybe to um, when you got married and when God started to stir in your life. Gotcha. So um, my wife's name is Lydia, and I married her. I believe I was twenty. Yes, just turned tw- freshly twenty. Like two months later, married at twenty. She was nineteen. And we were in the Coast Guard for six years, finished up my contract there, felt the Lord calling us to come out of the Coast Guard, leave that steady paycheck and all the benefits and all the cush comfortableness there, and go start my own business. So wait a minute, real real quick. You got married at—I got married when I was 21. I, th- I thought I was pretty pretty young for my you. peer group. We beat you. <laughs> well— uh, <laughs> Talk to me as a as a man now, like twenty years old. What what provoked in you to go and get married at twenty years old? I mean, not many men today feel the confidence and the courage to be able to step up and make that kind of commitment at twenty years of age. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. <laughs> not a clue. I just knew that I love this woman. I'm in the military. I'm I think I was stationed in Virginia at that time. I'm not gonna see her. Ever, maybe like once every four months. And I was like, this ain't going to work. And I was making that adult money, no longer like high school part-time money. (laughs) So I was like, let's do it. And um, I had grown up in church and truly loved God. Like I had found papers that I had written in school and I was talking about Jesus and stuff, but I had no idea how to live it or what it looked like. So when I actually started dating Lydia, I met her dad and he was like, hey, where you at with God? And I was like, I love him. He's he's awesome. And he's like, well, what do you what what's your life look like with him? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like I love him. Like I'm good. So I uh, at 19, her, her 19, me 20, we got married and we really started pursuing God and what does that look like and how to do life with him and reading the Bible and actually trying to apply it to our life and. Fast forward really quick, like we expedited all the things that you do in the normal 10 or 15 years of getting married. We did it in like four years. We had our first kid like four months after we were married. Okay. So my son Reed was born and I was 21 and Lydia was 20. And then 18 months later, we had my daughter Esri. And then like a year later, we got out of the Coast Guard 
I was in for six years, and we moved back home to Franklin, North Carolina, where I was born. Well, not born, but I was raised here. And we decided to open a gym. So real quick, before we jump into the gym and everything that is Kavod, um, got married at 20. 21, you were a dad. Is that? Am I getting that right? Yeah. Okay. So all the all the the modern advice would be, you know, wait, get married late, and then wait even longer, and then maybe start having kids when you're 28, 30 years old. Oh yeah. Would you give that advice, or did you like the the path that God led you down? I mean, would you recommend that to other men and women? I would recommend it only if they're rooted in God. Okay. Because I I I definitely see like I don't know the exact statistic, but marriages normally end in complete failure within the first year or five years or something like that. But we truly chose God daily and chose each other daily. And I'm not going to say it was easy, but it, we never questioned divorce. You know, there, I mean, we had our arguments and stuff, but we, like, there was no other option besides choosing God and choosing each other. Like, that's just, that's what it was. So that's you're 31 now. You you just celebrated your birthday, what, two days, yesterday? Yesterday. <laughs> Welcome to the old man club. Yes. So you're 31. You've got 10 years of marriage under your belt. You've got a, a, a son and a daughter. You're in the middle of your career. You started a business. You're raising. You're you're running your business, but you're doing it still as a young man in, in your early 30s. And your children, they're not babies. They get to be a part of this with you. Like I see your boy. He comes in. He helps sweep. He preps the the gym. Like your children are a part of your your life and your work and your career. Like your purpose. They're they're a part of it right now. That that's that's awesome. It's I. I... I try to pull myself out of the day to day. I get sucked into it, but I pull myself out and I was like, this is, this is crazy. Like I couldn't have picked a better, like if you were to ask me 10 years ago, what would your life look like? And what would you want? Like I couldn't have picked a better scenario to unfold the way that it is right now. Right. The relationship that I have with my wife and kids that my day to day interaction with them and the life that we live and the things that we're able to do, and not only able to do, but we actually all want to do. It's a blast. Yeah, it's it's pretty surreal still, like <laughs> like thinking about it all. Pretty cool. All right, well, let's jump into this. Um, Kavod, Kavod family. You started a gym, uh, and you called it Kavod Fitness. Uh, Kavod, that word, it, it 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 it's wrapped around everything that you do. It's wrapped around everything that you desire to achieve in your life. It's the backbone of Kavod Family, which is the nonprofit that the five of us started. Uh, it's the heartbeat of, of the anthem, I guess you could say, that we want to run through the hearts of men and women as they build family, that they would grow in honor and grace, that they would grow in, in strength and valor and be an influence, be a, a weighty, yeah. weighty influence to the people. Um, talk to us about that. Man, I love this topic. So... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shorten it, though, because I can go all day on this. I was reading a series of books called The Lion of War series, and it was all about King David and the man that he was. And it had a little fictional spin, but a lot of the facts and the timeline and stuff was pulled out of the Bible. But it, it, it described the weight of God and God's presence when they talked about in the Old Testament and actual God intervening and showing up in the stories. They called it um, kavod, like the weightiness, the heaviness of God. And then they talked about how to live Kavod and how to display that. And it's we, we've kind of merged it into our own language a little bit because it's a Hebrew word. The Hebrew word is Kavod, and there's not a literal trans- translation to the English language, but it's like heavy, weighty, honor, respect. So we, we kind of took a sentence and made it to give honor and glory to one worthy. 
and we're talking about Jesus, we're talking about God. But it's nice because we want to create that that lifestyle, that idea, that language in the gym, in not just the gym, but everything that we do in our life. We want it to be honoring and glorying God and creating a family around him and for him and loving people in that same capacity that he did. Right. So if 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 Christ and God is is our highest authority and the highest glory and highest good and 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 that but he made us in his image so to grow up as a as a man that would become his son in his image to be like him to grow in that it is to pursue a form of greatness that yes. you would be respected that you would greatness be honorable yes exactly yes okay so so keep going what is, what have you what's it been like running this gym for, how long you been running it now uh, what's it meant to you and your family? How's it affected our, our local community, this little town? So it's been it's been open for seven years. As soon as I got out of the Coast Guard in 2015, we opened it like a month later. So it's been open the end of 2015 till now. Um, it has been absolutely insane. Crazy. Like looking back, the, the ups and downs, twists and turns, like everybody experiences in their life, but I had no idea where God was taking it or what God wanted or what I would be doing. I just knew that I loved Jesus. I wanted to talk about Jesus, and I loved working out. So why not blend the two? That was kind of the extent of it, really. I had no idea running a business, accounting or anything. I just knew, like, hey, I've lifted weights and been in some sort of fitness realm since I was, like, 12 or 13. Let's just teach people how to do it and tell them who they are and what God thinks about them. And that's kind of how we started. And then as as it grew and as we found words for what we wanted to do and wanted to accomplish— my wife and I realized we want to we want to create a home for people. We want the four walls of our gym to be their home, to be an extension of their family. When they come in, they feel loved, they feel accepted. They're going to high five everybody. They're they're pumped to come home and hang out and blow off steam or get a good workout or whatever it is. Like it was an extension of our family to them. It was an extension of our home to them with the whole premise of it being to teach them how God really sees them and values them and loves them and wants to be a part of their family. And that was kind of, that was our, our anthem, our vision, our, our why. And we just stumbled our way on how to, how to lead that and how to run it and how to cast that vision in our leaders and recreate that model like Jesus did with the 12 disciples and then the 72 and then it's everywhere. So you, um, I mean, you chose not to pursue the route of becoming just an an athlete or, or just running the business yourself, you chose to kind of step back. You're only coaching one class a day right now. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, so why would you do that? Why would you step back in order to grow and not step in in order to lead more personally yourself? So at the beginning, obviously like any young entrepreneur, business owner, you do everything. You clean the floors, you open up. So I was, I was waking up at like four to four thirty in the morning and at the gym at five, our first class. And I was coaching from five until roughly nine o'clock at night. And then I had to go home and try to be a dad to two ones, potty training, one just freshly potty train at the end of the day. And then a husband. So obviously that's not sustainable for very long. We did it for probably about almost three years. And then God naturally kind of brought in or highlighted some leaders that I saw potential in, not just potential to be good at teaching fitness, but who could truly lead people and love people well. So I felt like he he kind of told me, hey, build, build a staff, build a team. You're going to need help. Jesus grabbed the 12 disciples. So we grabbed three coaches relatively within the same time period, and we just started pouring into them. Um, my wife had them over. Their three girls were our first employees. 
So my wife had them over for dinner, movies, I mean, you name it, shopping trips. So they were like little sisters to me. And it opened a doorway to truly disciple them and and teach them how God saw them and viewed them and loved them. And then with my staff and my leaders having that foundation, they naturally just replicated that in anybody that they talked to and led. And those three those three ladies are still part of your staff today or Yes, definitely. They are now no longer single ladies. They're married. And I'm assuming kids will be arriving soon. <laughs> so uh it's it never a dull moment. And since then, I mean three staff, I think we've hired three or four more now and they all love Jesus and they're they're looking to change lives and, and lead people in that model. So those those three women, um, they've been around for what, the last four or five years? Yes, they that, probably can't. Yeah, that, that that's pretty good retention in a startup business, right? Absolutely. I mean, you would get the 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 main three that come with you that they'd still be around. That's a sign of a healthy family that you're trying to grow. And and I I just realized I didn't answer your question on why I only teach one class right now. I realized because I was still doing everything, even though I had staff like doing a lot of things that I didn't need to be doing anymore. I wasn't able to lead the big picture. I wasn't able to keep the staff and the family. F- the focus and the focal point being on God. I was cleaning the floors. I was doing personals and my staff needed me. They'd have a question on how to lead their class and someone's struggling. And, you know, they were looking for help, you know, like big brother insight. What's, what's God want to do? What does this look like? And I was too busy to answer those questions. And like, it literally felt like what I was doing was wrong. Like the best way I could describe it is when I went to go do something that God wasn't calling me to do, it felt wrong. Even though like, cleaning your floors and coaching an extra class isn't wrong. But once I, I stepped back and gave them more responsibility and empowered them, but spent my extra time discipling them, loving on them, teaching them the Bible, teaching them what God thinks about them, and empowered them to do more and grow more and reach more and help more people. So that's ultimately why I pulled back, was to be able to serve my staff, my family better. So speak to that a little more because most business models, um, it's about production. It's about making money, right? It's about what you can bring in. And so you chose rather to take your focus off of just making money as as quickly and as fast as you could. And you thought, I'm going to give my personal time and I'm going to develop my staff, pour into their hearts, their personal life, make sure that they're healthy, their families are doing well. That to you was success, that's that's where you found like you were achieving what God had called you to do. Is that right? Or absolutely, okay. absolutely. In my head, like the number one vision was to create a family, an extension of our family, for the gym to be a home, and for us to tell people about God. I'm one person. I can only do so much. There's only so much time in my day, and there's naturally people that are not going to be drawn to me. They don't want to listen to me. And there's certain activities and interests that I don't have anything to do with, but my staff does. Right. Like I've got staff who does softball, who does volleyball and, and they're girls. Girls are going to open up to girls way more frequently and they're going to have open hearts and things to talk about that I never could get a chance to talk about. So in me taking the time to empower them and love on them and disciple them, they're able to reach people that I would have never reached or the the quantity, the volume of people that I would have never gotten to. So, I mean, it was a no brainer. Cause let, let's just keep running with this. Cause this is, this is a huge principle that, that is, is unique to Kavod family or Kavod fitness, the heartbeat to Kavod. It really is that you would value people over success and money and, and profit in that regard um, that you would pour into them. 
And so you have, you have your own employees that come in and they spend, if they work a full-time job, they're working roughly 40 hours a week with you, right? That's 2000 hours a year that they're underneath your guidance and your, your shepherding in that regard. That's a huge influence. That's, that's family. I mean, you spend as much time with these people as you do your, your own children in some, sometimes even more time with them. And, and so to look at them as family and to develop them like, like your own family, you'd want them to succeed just like you'd want your own children to succeed. That, that's a wonderful mindset to have as an employer, right? And to be able to cast that vision for your employees. Absolutely, because it takes the, the selfish focal point of just the dollar out of it. And I've taught my staff, like, the family is the, – the purpose of this is to grow family, is to love on people and reach people, not make a dollar. So I want you, when you're here and you're leading these people, to truly grab a hold of them as a human and what they're going through and their hurts and their aches and, and love them right where they are and just empower them and encourage them. But the only way that can be done is if I'm doing it for them. If they see the model, like they would see like if I had a stressful day, it didn't I didn't take it out on them and it didn't change how I responded to them. Or if my staff had a really successful day or underperforming day, my value of them never changed. So when they grabbed a hold of that principle that their worth and their love and their identity wasn't wrapped in what they can do or not do, they're able to take that principle and teach it to everybody that's willing to listen. So instead of it just being me and my wife teaching, we've got seven or eight people now doing that same thing in different uh, passions and different gifts and different traits and different sports and different hobbies. And it's allowed us to reach into love and to change a lot more people. Can you um, share, with us a f- share with us a few of the ways that Kavod Fitness has been able to work its way into our local com- community? Because you have here you have coaches that you've been pouring into for the last four or five years and now they're actually going in and affecting local high schools and, and local sports and being coaches themselves, right? Like, Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty insane what God has done, like tangibly with our leaders, but also just the people that come to our gym that love being a part of our family. Um, one of my coaches is one of the volleyball, JV. She helps out with the JV volleyball and the varsity sometimes. We've got some of my coaches helping with softball, some have helped with track on and off. We strength train the local gymnastics uh, group in our town. I got nominated for the president of the football league in Franklin. We've got, I mean, even within our own gym, we've got boxing, people who are interested in boxing and, and Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting. We've got like a mom's specific class. So we're, we're reaching the moms that maybe don't have community and they're staying at home. We've got a longevity class, which is like 55 to like, early 70s, mid 70s. And it's just a a chance for these ladies to come in and socialize and listen to music from their time frame and better their movement and their quality of life while our coach is loving on them. We've actually, I mean, we've got like the wrestling coach in our class. We've got the head volleyball coach in our class. We've made close connections with the varsity football coaches and stuff. There's just the realm of, of connections and friends and family that have splintered off from the gym when you're not focused on making a dollar, when you're just focused on hanging out with people and loving them and meeting them where they are, the fingers, the, the like the outreach where you can go is insane. And it's what God has done and just allowed it, allowed opportunities and conversations with people that I never thought I would have had. All right. So what's next for Kavod Fitness? The rest of 2022, 2023, uh, what do you believe God's doing and what, what are some of the goals and hopes that you have for, for this gym? 
Um, I think it's going to be kind of multi-purpose. One thing that is going on, we're in the works of, is my wife's dad. I call him dad, too. He owns a karate school in town. His name's Danny Antoine, and I'm sure you guys know if you're from Franklin, how many kids and families that that man has influenced and <laughs> affected. And he's one of the main reasons why I decided to get out of the Coast Guard and open my gym. We're looking at merging businesses, and that way we have more staff to reach more people, a bigger spot to reach more people, more leaders, and people basically like the infrastructure in place to love on more people and help teach and father a fatherless generation. So that's exciting and in the works. And then also um, we've created Kavod Family, obviously the podcast we're on right now, a 501c3 nonprofit, and Casey's on board with it. One of my coaches in my gym, Jeffrey Epps, is on it. Danny's a part of it. And a wonderful man named Tom. (laughs) But... The connections and the vision and idea that we have for that partnered through some of the connections we have in town, you know, the volleyball, softball, football, just the the impact that we have to further reach into Macon County and create families and empower leaders and empower fathers to father, mothers to mother, to reunite that family unit focused on God and just the true true healing aspect that that brings in every area of your life, whether it's finances or stress or, you know, the the world we live in now where kids are cats and they're in litter boxes in the high school, like it, it solves a solution for all of that because you tell people truly who they are and, and how God sees them and how he loves them. And you, and you, you work through a lot of those lies and stuff by creating family and teaching that day in and day out. So that is always been the mission of Kavod Fitness, and I have gotten a chance to link up with some amazing brothers, and we've created Kavod Family, and now we have, you know, more leaders, more outreach. We have a way to to teach on a podcast, just to truly change, and love on Macon County. Wonderful, that is awesome, Travis. Um, anything else, brother, that you want to chime in to close this up? I mean, we've hit Kavod Family. Your background with Kavod Fitness. Uh, We really do want to try to encourage and strengthen our community. If this overflows and and reaches other local towns and cities, that's great. But our desire is truly to see the families around us transformed, that they would know God, that they would walk in His image, that they would know Him, that their family would be healthy, filled with joy, gladness, and glory, and that they, through their lives, would transform the city that they're a part of, through their work, through their life, through the things that they do, the things that their children are a part of. It is our hope to to have a town that is known um, to be a beautiful, wonderful, welcoming, family, God-glorifying community, and, and we want to be a part of making that. So, brother, I just want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for this time. And uh, Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having us, having me, and I'm excited to, to hear the fellow board members' backstory, kind of like how we did with me, and see their vision and what we got going on, and feel free to reach out you know, reach out to us. And if there's a topic that you want to learn on, or if you want to get coffee with us and you have a question or an issue, or just want to small talk and grow and and have someone to to run life with and do life with that's like-minded, feel free to reach out and we would love to get coffee and break bread with you. Thank you, brother.